We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the official sports book of Rotoviz Radio. Joined today by Dan and Nathan. Sub guys. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? It's, it's going. It's going. I, I, have a, I, I have a bone to pick. Dan, why do you always get to talk first? Um, because he says Dan and Nathan. Because if he said Nathan and Dan, that would be chronological. Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids' area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com. Logically incorrect. It's more. It's more. Actually, I think he uh, seizes the carp, and he sees an opportunity. He just takes it. Unlike no. you, Nathan. Who well, just, no. Today, you know, just, I, I was about like to right say now. Something. I'm running over you via talking, and you're just giving up. <laughs> I think the real key is to just keep going, so that way he can actually take the microphone over. But see, th- yeah, that's just, that's just, just the main part. Him. You might as well just bring in the other person that's here. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Okay, Nathan. Anything else? <laughs> oh no, never mind. I'm sorry. Welcome Ryan McDowell as well. Uh, you, can, you can follow Ryan McDowell on on Twitter, the Twitter machine at Ryan MC two three. If you don't follow him, I mean, I've said this before, but yeah, it's like his ninth time on the show. Uh, I mean, if you're not if, you, if you're listening to this show and not following him, then I, I don't think I understand how Twitter works. Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me tonight. Thanks for being here. We were trying uh, earlier, and I know the people won't be able to hear that, but we were trying our hardest earlier to uh, to trade Nathan uh, away and bring you in. But Nathan, of course, wasn't here to vouch for himself, so I think it was a little bit unfair. The real question is, which podcast would we trade Nathan to? For, for Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. That should be the next. That should be the poll for next week. <laughs> the, the Powell Williamson podcast brought to you by my bookie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, all right. So, how do I guess? I guess first, let me tell let me tell listeners uh, about Rotoviz. So, uh, Rotoviz, you can get a listeners only thirty percent discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage at Rotoviz slash Podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all the content on Rotoviz, uh, and it also helps support the pod. So, you can contact us via email. That's RotovizRadio at gmail dot com. Uh, also worth mentioning, uh, Rotoviz Radio and its fantastic collection of podcasts are now available uh, on iTunes. You can find us individually. Uh, the rest of the shows under you can find all the shows under Rotoviz Radio, or you can find the individual feeds. If you want to follow this particular show on our individual feed, uh, it's the Dynasty Tradecast, a Rotoviz Fantasy Football podcast. Uh, it has one review. Shout out to Coach JLO uh, if you want to review the show. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that five star reviews uh, as we're getting that channel kicked off. Um, so make sure you leave us a five star review and subscribe to that channel and uh, and the Rotoviz Radio channel. Uh, all right, so bef- now I tried to jump the segue here, but I guess how did everybody's week four go? Oh, it was a rough one. It was rough. Yeah, uh, D- Dalvin Cook is that is that a thing? Because um, that all my all my fantasy teams are going down the toilet. <laughs> Luckily, I have zero shares. You have zero shares too, right, Ryan? Uh, I've got I've got a few shares actually, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And uh, I don't know injuries. Maybe I'm I'm guess I'm weird. Maybe it's just the number of leagues I play in. But other than just feeling bad for the player, I don't I don't really get bothered by injuries anymore you know yeah that's just kind of like an arbitrage you just have so many leagues that like doesn't matter what individuals do <laughs> that is true and even even when you said how did your week go i i don't know which i don't know if i won or lost in leagues so we'll, we'll find out <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> so do you have like an assess period is that tomorrow i guess what is i mean i know that monday night games are going but like you're not like cruising through checking out scores and stuff no, no, not really. It's, I'll I'll check out the standings on Tuesday morning, and we'll see. We'll see what it. Okay, looks wait. Like. How many leagues are you in, Ryan McDowell? Uh, I think I'm in sixteen dynasty leagues. I think that's right. All right. All right. And he commissions like eighteen of them. So and, uh, yeah, that's true. He, he used to commission way more before before he uh, before oh, he gave that up. We, we, we won't talk about that. Well, uh, his his wife commissioned all of those. He he uh, just. I mean, kudos to you, Ryan McDowell. That was impressive. That was uh, that was the best decision I've made in a while. I don't doubt that even a little bit. <laughs> okay, last week we started a segment actually by accident, Nathan, right? I mean, the two of us arguing over whether Twitter would prefer Carson Wentz over Cam Newton and Twitter greatly 
took Carson Wentz over Cam Newton. Like 78 to 22 is the last time I saw that poll. Uh, we broke Twitter, I think. I uh, had like over 1,000 votes. So uh, complete insanity. But uh, we have put out the poll for this week already. So uh, if you've already voted on it, that's awesome. We will talk about it as well. Uh, but that is uh, Todd Gurley or Amari Cooper. That is uh, that- Because it's a perfect example of one player that's underperforming uh, through the f- first few weeks of the season and one player that – you know, and according to his rookie draft expectations, this is about what we expected. But, you know, with people and how, how he performed as of late, be like, oh, this guy's going to be a, a bust and underperform. But now he's having a huge first few weeks in the season. So it may be a risk to invest in Amari Cooper right now without Derek Carr playing. But you know what's not a risk? You know what's not a gamble? Playing on mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag is the place to go if you want to play sports bets because they're, they're, they're great to their customers. They give you a 100% cash bonus on your deposit. And then brand new, starting this week with Rotoviz Radio, when you make your deposit, you get a $25 credit into their casino. So not only do you make some sports bets, you get some bets in their casino. It's really, really awesome stuff. And, you know, you can make bets on the, the Buccaneers because I, I, I continue to do that every week just so I can talk about it. Just so I can say I bet on the Bucks, and, uh, you know, just took the, the money line and the Bucks won again thanks to Nick Folk. So I was really happy about that. Um, how, how'd your bets pan out uh, this week, Dan? Um, Game-wise was kind of interesting, but – um, I will say that I took full advantage of that $25 um, poker or uh, casino chip and played slots for like three hours earlier today. <laughs> and so wait, wait, honestly, wait, wait. honestly, it's it's way more fun than it should be. It's like being at the casino, except without getting flooded with bundles and bundles of smoke. Indeed. And you can get you can get that 100 percent bonus and the $25 casino credit using the pro promo code TRADECAST. T-R-A-D-E-C-A-S-T, Tradecast. So get that going, make some bets, get into that casino, and have some fun. Yeah, and also worth mentioning, if you sign up this um, if you sign up this month, you can use promo code TRADECAST uh, and email your confirmation to rotovizradio at gmail.com. You'll also be entered into a drawing for a limited edition uh, Rotoviz athletic jacket. So pretty much if you're not signing up for my bookie and you gamble on sports and like legitimately you're like, I don't think all this free stuff is worth it. Then I don't think I understand you as a person. <laughs> all right, let's get into week four, Dan hit it. Okay. Um, so we always talk about not being a news and notes show, but we're going to do dynasty news and notes. Um, so our first topic, we just, and it's, no, we just have to sneakily call it not news and notes, Dan. Okay, that's it's the not trick. News and notes. I get it. I get it. It's fine. It's not news and notes. And that's, what's going to be the name of the episode, but our first topic, and he was, part of, <laughs> he was part of the Twitter poll and we kind of got a little bit of a take out of Nathan being a little bit of risk here, but, Amari Cooper, uh, or as I like to call him, Drop Amari Cooper, um, he's struggled with those drops as of late. And, and, you know, after a couple of solid, really solid seasons to start his career off, this one's, he's, it almost looks like maybe a little bit of regression. He's, he's trying to do too much, maybe. I I don't know. I don't want to be that, that speculation guy, but, um, let's go over to Ryan. How do you think this start has affected his dynasty value, if any? Do you think people are backing off a little, or do you think he's just kind of holding where he was? Well, we are um, working on the new ADP over at DLF, and I was really shocked. Um, that's that's not on the site yet. We've just been doing the drafts for a couple of days now, but we do have some some early data. And Cooper's ADP for October is 6.8. He's still ahead of A.J. Green. He's ahead of DeAndre Hopkins. He's ahead of Stefan Diggs, who has been uh, rising pretty quickly. He's ahead of Todd Gurley. 
who Nathan mentioned a moment ago. So I was, I was really surprised to see him um, still drafted so highly. And when it's players like that, that, that I do, um, that I am a fan of because I participate in all of the mock drafts each month, I try not to uh, affect anything by drafting those players. I, I did take, Cooper at one spot at the uh, 1.11 pick. And I think that was the latest he went in any of the drafts. So um, no, it's not just me drafting him everywhere at, at, at like four overall. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's other, other folks too, that are still believers in him. Uh, well, but- I mean, th- there's definitely a lag though, right? I mean, because the, the, the way that this ADP kind of goes is people don't react quite because doesn't the MFL ADP kind of play a large piece in that as well? as kind of the season progresses on? Yeah, I think it probably does. Um, but I don't know. I actually think with our in-season ADP that we we continue to do each month, I, in some cases I think people overreact, which is another reason I was surprised uh, that he was still so high. But it, I, I think Cooper is a case where the, the ADP and the trade value are not matching up. Um, I, I've seen him shopped and traded – for um, some major discounts, or at least they look like discounts uh, to what we thought a month ago before the season started. I saw him traded for Corey Davis, even up uh, as one example. Yeah. Um, so I, I think his his value has certainly dropped, regardless of what ADP might say. I think his trade value has dropped, and I think he just he just keeps dropping the ball. Is is this is this going to be a trend? Do you think, especially with Carr out? I mean, his his production is probably going to flail a bit. And Dynasty, for being as long term as the game is, we're very short term blinders on here. So, with the Twitter kind of already turning on Amari Cooper as it currently sits, is there a slump coming? Because I mean, I'm not sure it's time to buy Cooper yet. I mean, uh, I, I think that there is definitely. The window is definitely cheaper than it was, but he was pretty much what a top three wide receiver going into this season. So uh, there is definitely an aspect where I think there's still we haven't found the bottom of this Amari Cooper thing, and and I worry that maybe he just becomes a proverbial wide receiver too by the end of this thing after he slumps out. So uh, with Carr out for a bit, I guess my question is: is there is is the is the time to buy coming up in like three weeks after that slump? See, that's where I disagree, Eric. I think that. If, if if there's a bottom out price, it's right now because in three in, in three four weeks, if Amari Cooper puts up you know four or five weeks of wide receiver three, wide receiver four numbers, you know definitely below expectations, people are going to say, oh, he has uh, EJ Manuel at quarterback, and that's the reason why he's not producing. So I, I think that there will be that excuse midseason for Amari Cooper. I, I think that right now is probably the price where it's like, oh, he he's had Derek Carr these first four weeks. And he has E.J. Manuel coming up. So I think that people start panicking in regards to that price aspect. So I think that if you're going to want to buy Amari Cooper now, uh, it's now. And I think that it's, you know, for that price of I, – I would definitely think that in most places you can't get him for just Corey Davis. I would think more along the lines of like two mid-first or a mid-first and a late-first. So definitely would be my, my buying point uh, with Amari Cooper. So I think, think that – do you think his bottom is like Allen Robinson last year after a non-productive year? Uh, like like the 112, like beginning of the second round, that's probably the floor. I think it's higher than that due to the aspect that he, he was the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft. He has such, you know, production at such a young age. So I think that, you know, his bottom price is around where Ryan took him at that 11 spot in his mock. 
Yeah, and he's still I mean, he's still technically working as the wide receiver too in that offense. Um, you know, they they love Michael Crabtree there and he's been very good. Obviously he's hurt right now. Uh so we'll we'll see what if that injury kind of lingers, but I don't really think these drops are as big of an issue as Twitter likes to make them um see. Well, they kinda always been there too. Like that's that's what Twitter <laughs> yeah. is just overlooking. He's he's a he's always seemed to me like somebody that's trying to do too much before he's even got the ball. Um, you know, he he tries to get his eyes up field and he doesn't have the ball in his hands yet. I, I think I think as he grows and, and and as he ages a little bit, he'll learn that he's just got to be a little more patient with it, get the ball and make his moves because he's so explosive and he's so much better than most everybody that's out there that he doesn't need that extra half step by you know, trying to catch it with his eyes off of it. And I, I think, I think he's just still kind of learning and, and getting there. So um, I, I think I'm with Nathan here. I think the time to buy is now at the very least do your due diligence and reach out to Amari owners and see if they're kind of wavering at all, if they're ready to move on and if they have something uh, or if you have something they like, I, I think, I think right now is probably the best chance for you to get him. Okay, let's let's then because it seems like we've got a consensus. So before we move on to the next guy, um, let's just real quick buy or sell. If you're if you if the buying ta- price tag was two firsts, r- random firsts, you're are you buying Dan? Uh, yeah, I would I, I would buy Amari for two firsts. Okay, Ryan, I assume yes, yes definitely. All right, Nathan. Yes, and just to close out the Amari uh, things, I have one more point. This season did start off pretty promising because we we always thought. Hey, if he gets some of those red zone targets that Mark Crabtree got last year, then you know he's going to end up being you know wide receiver one, a high end wide receiver one. And he was getting those red zone targets. He had that one touchdown where he fought from like the five yard line and carried the entire defense. And then on the next uh, red zone position, he had like two you know targets in the end zone that he dropped. So I mean that goes more towards the the drop Mari Cooper uh, label. But I, I think that they, they showed that you know they're going to target him in the red zone. It's just a matter of him executing the, those possessions. Okay, let's move on to the second uh, subject of our poll for today, uh, and that's Todd Gurley. Uh, a poll update at the moment is currently Todd Gurley is more valuable in this trade, <laughs> 74% to 26%. 200 votes in, it's probably not going to shift much by the end of the show, but we'll revisit it. So uh, apparently uh, Todd Gurley is significantly more valuable than Amari Cooper right now. Twitter, you're funny. Ugh. So w- when uh, I wrote this one, when I wrote this one in here, I just kind of posed the question to myself of um, because I, I think he was there at one point, and then oh yeah, Jeff Fisher kind of heard it. But do we move him back to the elite dynasty running back tier? Is he officially there now with his huge performance this week in Dallas yet again? Uh, it just seems like every week it's it's just what he's doing. Nathan, if you want to start with Gurley, I know you love Gurley. Um, do we think he's back in that top tier? Maybe it's a top four now. Yeah, th- this may be a case of I've never been that high on, on David Johnson because of the age. I've I've never gotten so high on Le'Veon Bell because of the drugs and other issues. So I was kind of the last one to take him out of that top tier per se. Um, so I would definitely put him back in there, you know, with the David Johnson, Le'Veon Bells, and Ezekiel Elliott, especially with his off-field concerns as well. So. I mean, it, it may sound weird, but out of those top four, I think that he's the safest right now in an offense that looks like it's going to be explosive for, you know, the near future. I, I know that you weren't ever a big fan of golf, Dan, uh, but that that offense is looking really good right now, and 
that, that he will go as the offense goes. And I'm not saying they're going to put up 30 points every week like they've been doing, but I, I think Gurley is going to continue being, you know, a top five running back in fantasy. I, Goff was never my guy, but uh, I, I will say that I liked him significantly Goff more than Wentz. Real quick. And, no, <laughs> definitely. It's still Goff for me. It's always been Goff. It will always be Goff. Um, and I, I actually um, have right. got, I actually have Gurley back in that top that top tier as well. I take him one spot ahead of David Johnson, but that's just me being stubborn because again, I also don't really like David Johnson because I I don't like winning. Um, Ryan, <laughs> do you have him back in that grouping? Is it a top four? Is it more for you? That's a really good question. I I probably need to update my rankings. Look, checking them out right now. I've got Todd Gurley at running back eight, and that that does not that does not feel good. Yeah, I need to take a look at that. But I, I think maybe to take that question a little deeper is can we can that can that top tier expand even beyond four with sure. some of the troubles that that Bell Zeke and and DJ have all faced this this season in different forms. Um, so, may, I mean, maybe the top tier is just like eight deep now with uh, Freeman and Gordon and Hunt and, and some of the other rookies. I, I could almost see that. Like if, you, if yeah. you're putting in Gurley, maybe you're just putting in all of these guys and, and there's, there's a little difference or there's very little difference between uh, who we thought of as the big three and, and that second tier. But doesn't that speak more to like that tier coming down in that situation than it is more everybody elevating to that? So it's almost like all these running backs that were going first overall, Zeke, third overall, David Johnson, that suddenly it's like they came back to earth. And we've kind of talked about it on the show, you know, towards that end of that first round where really running backs probably should be getting drafted in Dynasty. Yeah, I think it's a combination of those. I mean, obviously Gurley has improved his value this this season so far. I think Hunt has. I think uh, Fournette has. Cook has up until yesterday, uh, and, and with his injury. Um, but again, I, yeah, it's, and obviously, again, the the three have have lost some value because of injury or uh, just some of those off field questions. Do yeah, we, for sure. in, instead of calling it the elite tier, do we do we consider a more uh, like a, a broadened tier that is maybe just like a bell cow tier, and maybe it's separated by you? You get all the carries. Well, because then you could have. I mean, you and Demarco hasn't been very good, um, but I still think he's up there because he's getting the the touches. Uh, kind of depends on game script, it seems, because they just got smoked last week. And I think that had a little more to do with his down game, but. Um, you know, you have that kind of secondary portion of bell cows where it's shady and it's and it's Demarco Murray, um, even guys like Frank Gore are still just toting the rock. Um, but I, I think we can just maybe call that top tier like the bell cow tier because those guys really aren't losing touches to others, except for maybe Freeman um, and and Tevin Coleman. I think we might touch on Coleman a little bit later, but um, most of these guys are are seeing the majority of the touches in their offenses when when you're looking at Zeke, when you're looking at Le'Veon, uh, obviously Gurley now. Um, there's just not, there's not many guys like that around. Everything seems to be running back by committee. The, I guess the entire conversation just makes me think, and, and it's kind of been slowly building for a couple of years. Are we just returning to that, uh, that running back heavy, uh, first round, you know, could we see a first round next year, like split maybe six and six? wide receivers and, and running backs. Yeah. Uh, 
the so Ryan is the second ever three time guest of the trade cast. The first is Russell Clay, and Russell Clay has always been a guy that when there was the running back drought between like 2010 and like 2014, he was always saying it's not that the NFL is a passing league, it's that the running back talent just wasn't there. And now we've had this influx of running back talent. And now teams are still passing the ball a lot, but they're also passing the ball to those running backs and making them valuable for fantasy. So I think that sometimes we overreact to, you know, just the amount of talent that's in a particular position. And and then we, you know, go all, all out wide receiver. But there's a lot of talent at the running back position right now. So much running back talent. It's gotten kind of insane. And that's that's actually a nice kind of mini segue. And we can keep talking about the top tier if we want to as well. But um, you talk about them, you know, maybe being a passing league, but using the running backs in that sense a lot more. And now we're seeing more and more of these PPR backs that really just specialize in being a receiver out of the backfield. You know, now we have, you know, rookie Alvin Kamara, who just had a nice week this week. Um, you have uh, the resurgence of Andre Ellington, who I don't know if anyone was going to see that coming. He's had a, a couple of big weeks. Um, Duke Johnson, Giovanni Bernard, James White. Uh, we saw Christian McCaffrey have a big week. Uh, was it two weeks ago now? Um, <clears throat> this just might be the new norm. Even guys like Tevin Coleman, who's still getting some carries, but majority of his touches and majority of his points are coming off of of catches. So is this kind of a, a time, and, and we just got done talking about maybe taking running backs into the first, but maybe now if we're taking that one running back early, do we now transition and wait on running back for the rest until you get into the sixth, the seventh or so, wherever those running backs are falling and focus on getting your, a PPR back that, you know, that almost exclusively catches, catches passes as your secondary option. Yeah. My, my take on the PPR type backs have always been, it's they're so hard to rely on on a weekly basis because a lot of their role depends on game script and, and how their team is playing. So Obviously, I prefer to have the guy that I think is going to be guaranteed the 20 touches and is going to be get, getting carries in the red zone and things of that nature. Uh, so, I mean, I, I tend to fade the Camaras, the, you know, the, the Gio Bernard types of the world. But I do think that they are, you know, for the zero RB or the, you know, waiting forever on the RB. It's you want to take, make minimal investment at a, at a position that, you know, you can get inconsistency week to week. Yeah, I still find myself building dynasty teams with, with kind of the zero running back in mind, or maybe, maybe, mo- maybe modified zero running back with grabbing one guy early, Dan, like one running said. back. Yeah. One, the one RB. Yes. Um, but <laughs> I think, uh, I think Nathan makes a good point that some of those PPR backs are tough to count on from week to week, but I, I guess I just find myself getting, uh, three or four of those guys and, yep. and going with the best option that week, you know, my, it may be Riddick or wide or Kamara or Duke Johnson, whoever that might be, but those guys are still uh, almost always going to come at a discount compared to uh, those bell cow running backs. Yeah. But I mean, if you're talking about like, I mean, if we're talking about like, would I rather have Frank Gore, who's like kind of a bell cow running back, or would I rather gamble on a high upside game from, Gio Bernard, I'm probably going to gamble on the high upside game from Gio Bernard um, or one of those guys with a share that's a bit more explosive. I, I just I just think it's like John, like Jonathan Stewart, also kind of a bell cow. I, granted, he's splitting now with Christian McCaffrey, but still kind of that same idea of like that next tier below that tier that we're talking about of those eight running backs. Is, there's just nothing really that appealing. It's like their ceiling is realistically like double digits. It's nothing crazy, whereas we see the ceiling pretty regularly. Uh, of these PPR backs and in a PPR league, their floor is 
not that low. I mean, you're going to, you're probably eight points is probably your floor for some of these guys. Uh, for most of them, at least on any given week, unless the game script just goes to absolute hell. But then that can happen for a bell cow too, where you get blown out and they don't touch the football. Yeah. And that following tier is kind of weird because it's, it's almost like the, the injured and we're all still hoping tier, you know, you got like your Lamar (laughs) Millers, your CJ Anderson's, um, Jay Ajayi, Jordan Howard, who's had a, a, Couple of decent weeks. Yeah, what about Jay Yeah, he's he's. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what to do with him. We told you to, guys. Yeah, we definitely said don't draft, but especially at that price. But I, I didn't see this happening. I still thought he was going to be like a maybe a low end RB one, high end RB two, and this has just been atrocious. Kind of like the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins are just malaria. <laughs> <laughs> They're malaria. Oh, man. Well, since we just talked about injuries, um, uh, you know, we're going to put a little damper on the episode. And um, and we lost Delvin Cook. How promising was that kid looking at? I was I was excited. You know, we we kind of were getting that glimpse of what we saw at Florida State and and proving all the naysayers wrong that wrote him off because of his pointless combine numbers. And I just I mean, he was the guy and we lose him and. You know, now now cars out for probably a month. Mariota's might be I don't we don't yeah. know. Jamat's out for a little bit. Time Ty, Ty Montgomery's probably out for a little bit. Um it's it was kind of a weird week. So are there any major injuries? Let, let's start with Delvin Cook. Do we do we feel like the ACL now it's not like the ACLs used to be where it was like, Oh, it was the is the end of a career. Now it's like, okay, well we'll see you in six months. Um I mean, do we do we have a a bad feeling about this? Do we think this moves him down as far as Donnie's ranks go, or does he just kind of hold strong in that kind of low end RB one range, maybe mid RB one, just because of what he's done in those in these first three and a half games? He definitely, to me, he definitely holds his value. Um, but it, this is again, as I mentioned, this dynasty world for whatever reason, very long term game, very short term memories. Uh, where people are going to start souring on Dalvin Cook and start playing for win now, and his value is going to inevitably dip. Uh, and so in that situation, I mean, I think you just buy an injured player, especially one with a very straightforward ACL, but from everything we've heard, at least very straightforward. I, I've torn exactly zero ACLs, so they sound <laughs> immensely painful. But, um, but yeah, I think, I, think Cook, I think Cook, there probably will be a buying window that opens, but I'm not sure that there's – I wouldn't be shocked if either he dipped a little bit or just hung right about where he was. So uh, – I'm curious to hear what, what Nathan and, and Ryan's thoughts are on, on Cook, though. Yeah, my, my thoughts on Cook are that I feel like now isn't exactly the right time to buy because people still have the memories of him, you know, breaking off big runs, scoring, po- <laughs> yeah. scoring points in, in the first few games. More like week 12, week 13, when people are, you know, desperate to get points and heading into the playoffs, then you say, hey, you, you've had this Dalvin Cook guy sitting on your bench the entire time. I'll take him off your hands. I'll give you a guy who's scoring points now and, you know, you know, buy for like 80 cents on a dollar. So, But that can backfire, Nathan, because then if they're a really crappy team, then they're like, no, man, that's my next year guy. Yeah, that's a good point. But I, but I, I don't think that the guy who's playing for next year really cares that he's out, out for the um, – Dalvin Cook's out for the year. Well, he's not guess playing what? for it now, though, is what I'm saying. Is he could, no, but, there could be a window that opens up in a week no, or so. No, but – if if I'm playing for next year and I have Dalvin Cook, I don't care if you're coming to try buy low on Dalvin Cook. It's not going to happen because there's no benefit to me selling low on Cook today if I'm not if I'm playing for next year. But I'm saying if you if you're not sure you're playing for next year by week 13, you're pretty sure that you're playing for next year if you're doing it. I'm saying if that there's that you you learn a lot more about your team and your roster by the time you get 
later on in the season. And it, yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. But I mean, four weeks in, I feel like most teams have a general idea. Ryan, your thoughts? You keeping you keeping Cook up high, or or is he kind of uh, kind of moving off a little bit? I think he. I could certainly see him dropping to the bottom of that second tier, and and uh, you know everyone's running back rankings are are different, but um, maybe he drops below McCaffrey. He drops maybe below Mixon, depending on uh, how he looks over the next week or next couple of weeks. Um, once you get into like Jay Jordan Howard territory, Carlos Hyde, like I would, yeah. e- I would easily sell any of those guys for for Cook. Uh, I mean, I, I would, I would say go buy Dalvin Cook, but that that seems to be the obvious play, and uh, it's probably going to be easier said than done. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. What, what about what about the the quarterbacks? I mean, they're not as big of a deal. Um, but like the car and Mariota, are we, uh, I mean, it's, to me, it doesn't really impact their value whatsoever, but I'm curious if anybody thinks it does. Not, not really. You know, we, we kind of knew this with Mariota, you know, it's just kind of his style of play. He's, he's kind of fast and loose and it, it's a little bit of, of the way that cam plays. And, and if you try to take that away from them, you see a different guy, kind of like we've been seeing with cam Newton, you know, they, they try to take that part of his game out and keep him in the pocket and, and protect him a little bit. And it's just not the same guy. So I, I think they just need to let Mariota keep doing his thing. I don't think this changes his his um, his value at all. I still love him. I have him in the elite tier of dynasty quarterbacks because of his age and because of what he brings to the table. I think I think running quarterbacks have a um, kind of an upper hand, even if they maybe aren't there. You know, they're not your Andrew Lux or your Aaron Rodgers from that perspective, but they can bring a whole different a whole different thing in there with, with their legs. So uh, I have them up top, you know, guys like Russell Wilson. I I still think Cam lingers in that area. Uh, James is probably still around there just because of his offense, even though I don't think he's the greatest of quarterbacks. I think that offense uh, will keep him propped up quite a bit. So yeah, I I think Mariota stays up there. Carr, I've never been high on. I I think he, I think you can probably put him behind like your Staffords and your Matt Ryans. If he wasn't there already, Um, you know, he's, he's going to be just fine. Uh, But, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that it really does a whole lot. Uh, and I saw some, some kind of mumblings earlier about maybe is he injury prone? And no, he's not injury prone. He just got a weird hit. Like Romo got hit, even though Romo was kind of injury prone. Uh, okay, Nathan and Dan, or uh, Nathan and Ryan. No, I'm sorry, Ryan. That was very offensive. My apologies. I'm you. insulted. Yeah, do not yes. ever confuse me and Ryan together again. That's <laughs> yes. my God. The, oh, the the vast chasm of dynasty ability. <laughs> yes. Not even close. It's just not even in the ballpark. Uh, Is it chasm? Yes, chasm. Chasm. I believe. You mean chasm. What what is? No, it's is it chas- kind of chasm? Or chasm or chasm? Oh yeah, it is chasm. I think uh, it's chasm. there's a vast chasm of skill between the two of them uh all right real quick guys uh on that topic uh is there anything you guys would like to add or you feel you feel similarly to the two of us there on those two i mean it it just provides a buy low for people who are panicking short term of oh Corey davis not gonna put as much much points up or amari cooper's not gonna put as many points up so I think that the surrounding assets are more important than the quarterback, unless we're talking super flex. But even then, it's not like people are going to be dropping down Carr, Mariota, and super flex. Yeah, I, I agree. I would, I would leave uh, Mariota in the upper half of my QB one ranks, and Carr in the in the bottom half. This doesn't change much at this point. 
Okay. I think one of the more interesting injuries that happened was Ty Montgomery. Um, and I think that that's probably how we wrap up the, the injury segment since we're kind of running long, but uh I guess there's a big question mark here where Jamal Williams was, he was on the, on the field for what half a play before he was <laughs> off the field. I was like, well, that was quick. Down, man. I was like, I was like literally ha- did not even have time to like rub my hands together and say, good. It's Jamal Williams. Time. <laughs> like by the time I got like my hands like close to each other, he was already off the field. I was like, damn it. I was so excited so- for that, for that opportunity. You know, <laughs> I, I felt terribly for Ty Montgomery because I like, I, li- I do like him. I like what he's done. I, you know, I, I like that he's progressed in his, his abilities. He's a pass yeah. blocker now and all the good stuff, but there was that smidgen of hope that we were going to get to see, get to see like 15 carry Jamal Williams and nope. <laughs> gone. There was definitely a segment of victory lap Twitter coming in when Aaron Jones came in and, and scored some points. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, it, it was one of those things that I, that I looked at Twitter. I was like, I don't have any Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones, so I don't care. You guys can go yap at each other all you want. <laughs> yeah, the, the the backup running back battle, uh, you know, take, planning a flag around those guys is, is kind of crazy, I think. But, uh, I mean, personally, I don't I don't really love Williams or Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, is that his yes, name? Yes, that's right. That didn't even sound right. I don't it even know right. the guy's name. Um I'm not a huge fan of either. I think I ended up with a, a couple of shares myself, but um, I, I'm not not going to bat for either one of those guys. I think if Montgomery is out for a while, um, we're we're just going to see even more pass volume from Rodgers and t- to those wide receivers and and tight ends. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty disappointing for Montgomery, who I, I felt like was really starting to establish himself as uh, I, I guess like an upper tier two running back. Well, yep. I think. I guess, I guess my question comes in on, on Ty Montgomery because if he does, if he is out for the majority of the rest of the fantasy season or the season altogether, I can't remember how long he's supposed to be out for, but, uh, and then suddenly Green Bay drafts another running back next season. I mean, are we going to see a situation where, where Montgomery's value is just going to completely plummet here? Uh, and I mean, I'm not saying that it's necessarily validated, but that the Green Bay starts to see their void at, at running back and says, okay, we got to address it with a high pick. I mean, we, we, we played this game this past offseason. We said, oh, when Green Bay invests in a running back, then Ty Montgomery is going to plummet. They invested two picks at running back, and his value didn't really plummet because Williams and Aaron Jones have, haven't really shown much. Granted, if one of those two – No, no, it did plummet originally, like right after – No, the- it, did, it didn't, though. Like after the draft, he – like I mean, I would say he went from being worth like a mid-first to a late-first and then went back to being a mid-first. I, I don't think that his value ever really plummeted, like you're saying. I mean, the ADP guru is shaking his head at me, so maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Come on, ADP guru, hit him in the head. I mean, I don't I don't have his his full off season ADP at hand, but I I don't think I don't think anybody was paying a mid first for him. Honestly, um, I think bump that down. Maybe a late first was the peak, and and maybe after they added those rookies, he dropped a little bit. But I, I do think he bounced back before the season and, and certainly bounced back, uh, gaining some value over that first month. But at this point, we just have to question. And, and everything we know about Montgomery with the wide receiver switch and the soft tissue injuries, that, that's all going to factor into his value. I, Eric, I haven't, uh, I haven't followed the, the injury news too closely. I, I thought the last thing we heard was uh, – pretty good news that maybe he would only miss a week or so. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that, but um, I think with any running back and, and like Chris Carson would be 
included in this. Any running back outside of that elite tier, if they're out for the year, it I don't want to say it's safe to give up on them, but they're going to lose. They're just going to lose value by the boatloads. Like yeah, actually and then the, 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 I, just, I just looked it up uh, just so we stop speculating on the show when we have the internet here in front of us on time. <laughs> uh, I have the power, guys. Uh, so uh, Shefty is saying Ty Montgomery's rib injury not as not as serious as initially thought. So it requires uh, two to four weeks. So not bad. Uh, hold on to those Montgomery shares. Maybe I maybe our, our discussion is a little premature there. Oh, four, I mean, four weeks is still enough to to really hurt his value and, and maybe, maybe offer a little bit of a buy low window for dynasty owners. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so would we be buying, I guess, are we buying low? Cause I think, I think I would be with Montgomery cause they're that I'm not sure how much his value falls, but if it ever hits anywhere near a second round pick, I think I'm perfectly happy throwing that at him. I think we might see it drop a, a decent amount in may, let's say maybe two weeks. If we don't have good news, like, Hey, he's back to the practice field. He's practicing with first team offense. You know, if we don't see it, uh, I would say after this week, that might present itself as, as a good time to buy. Um, right now, I still I still wouldn't try because I, I don't think it's going to be reduced in, in any way unless you're planning on giving up um, a decent piece. Um, but as far as getting it in for a discount, I think you have to wait probably two weeks and we probably need some news in, in a buyer's favor in order for it to actually be considered, you know, a good buy low. And then whatever we see from Williams and or Jones is, right. is going to affect that price too. Yep. Either way, I mean, if they if they both struggle, then uh, the price is just going to go up on Montgomery. All right, I think that's a good place to leave it. Uh, Dan, why don't you tell us about our sponsor, Draft? Okay, guys. Uh, again, we talk about it every week, but th- this is this is probably my favorite app I have on my phone. I've I've been deleting stuff left and right, pulling money out of other of other places. Draft's a place to be. Um, your your daily fantasy site to have man it's it's it so is a good. new version of it it's it's awesome it, yep it just uh, there was just a fresh update it's absolutely fantastic um, and they've got um, they've got a a little uh, you get a free entry uh, so if you hop in and, and you're in a new um, a new member there you sign up use RV radio your promo and you get a free entry into a game when you make your first deposit. So you really can't beat that. It's it's such a good app. It's so much fun. There's so much going on there. Dig around. There's games for everybody. Um, yeah. you, know, you, you go from top to bottom. Yeah, and just to harp on what, what you're saying, Dan, for those of you that haven't listened to the show previously, uh, Draft is a one-week fantasy app where you draft a team um, as opposed to a salary cap style where you'll, you'll actually enter like a 12 man draft and you'll have a team for a week. So it's, it's, su- it's a super unique format and, and really a ton of fun. So make sure you make sure you check it out. Use RV radio uh, and you'll get that free game. Yeah. And there's always, there's always draft starting. So you don't feel like you're going to be missing out. Uh, if you get in one and, and, you know, maybe you get dropped because it's already full. Don't worry. I mean, they, they happen, you know, every 30 seconds to a minute, it seems when I'm in there. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Go check it out. Yeah, and you can also find it at playdraft.com on the computer as well. All right, let's get into a game. Uh, we haven't had a game in a while. We've, uh, we've, we've, we've got four hosts now, so that makes sense that there's been less talking and the show uh, needs a game at the end. So uh, not a whole lot of fun to talk about. Actually, that's great news for week four, though. There wasn't really just teams in shambles. So uh, we're going to play Keep Trade Drop. Uh, so for keep the first one. 
Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, Nathan saying keep trade drop, or I could stick in the uh, stick in the Beastie Boys drop. Mm, drop. Drop. Yeah, I think you have to put that in there. Oh, I've done it before. Don't don't worry, it's happening, and it probably already happened on the show. Now that I've already stuck it in behind us. What's up, guys? Listening to the show, Beasties. What's up? All right, first one is. Uh, we're assuming Superflex is a quarterback keep trade drop. I'm going to throw to Ryan first, so don't you guys go answering stealing from our guest. Uh, this is Andrew Luck, Marcus Mariota, or Russell Wilson. Ooh, um, I am going to. Wow, this is tough right off the bat. I'm going to trade yep. Marcus Mariota. I'm going to. While he's injured. Yeah, well, they're. Two of them are injured. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, trading Marcus Mariota, keeping Russell Wilson, dropping Andrew Luck. Woo! Fiery. I love it. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll dive in real quick because I, I, had, I, was, I had a little tweet storm over the weekend where um, we were discussing who the, who the QB1 is now. And we like Rodgers was definitely the answer there. But the QB2, I think, is a legitimate question right now. Uh, and I think this is what this is really broaching on. Uh, because who, who knows? At this point, like uh, Andrew Luck was ordained as the overall uh, QB1 forever and ever. And that has not panned out at all. Uh, so uh, personally, I guess I'm going to keep Russell Wilson. Uh, just seems to have the most production currently. Uh, and maybe I'm just being recency bias and uh, – I'm okay, but he just even in an anemic offense seems to be able to produce fantasy points. And then uh, I will drop Mariota and trade Luck will be my motive here. My move, not motive. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) The money is the motive, and I'm going (laughs) to uh, keep Andrew Luck here uh, because I think that he has the highest upside long-term of these players. You know, we were waiting out the firing of Ryan Grigson that happened. Now we're going to start waiting out the firing of Chuck Pagano for Andrew Luck. So. <laughs> it's got to happen, man. I mean, Soon. my God. So bad. so, so we'll, we'll keep Andrew Luck because I think, he, you know, once he's healthy, once Pagano's gone, he's a top three quarterback for the next, you know, however many, seven to ten years. Uh, so I'm going to drop. Jeff Fisher is what you're saying is pretty much what's going to happen. Yeah, basically Todd Gurley is to Jeff Fisher as Andrew Luck is to – uh, Chuck Pagano. So uh, my understanding I'll, was there would be no no similes or analogies. It's too much math. <laughs> similes. <laughs> That's right. Bust Here we go. The third, the third out my thesaurus there, uh, <laughs> Ryan McDowell. Oh, Look it up, man. All right, uh, I'm going to drop drop Marcus Mariota. I think that he has the lowest trade value of of this group, um, especially you know after another injury. And then uh, I'll trade Russell Wilson because I think. That he has the highest trade value in the short term. So uh, I think that I can get the most back for him. And I like doing that, obviously. All right. Important. All right. We get it, Nathan. And everybody's wrong. So this is how it's going to go. We're going to wow. keep Marcus Mariota because he ha- Marcus Mariota has the highest upside of all three of these quarterbacks. And he has the lowest trade value right now. I am going to – so I'm keeping Mar- Mariota. I am going to trade Luck because as you talked about, Eric, we sent out that who is the QB1 on, or who is the QB2. There were way too many Andrew Luck uh, answers, so I'm trading Andrew Luck since he seemingly still has way too much trade value, and I'm going to drop Russell Wilson because that offensive line is going to get him killed one of these days. I mean, you're not wrong. He, he's floundering around back there. Just yeah, it's that offensive line is fugly. 
<laughs> whoa, whoa! I thought you were going a different direction with that. Uh, nope, I, I kept use, it PG. I kept it PG so swerve, we can use man. that. I, 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 I think that's I think that's PG thirteen. I think that. Yeah, I was gonna say is like, are you watching like uh, Anim- Animaniacs? Is where my head went. That's not a movie, a children's Ooh, movie. Not bad. Sweet not TV bad, show, but that's yeah. that's just dating myself. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. What what did we say? We oh. said we said wide receivers now. Yeah. All right. Let's play the wide receiver keep trade drop. I've got Golden Tate, Randall Cobb, and Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I call this the poo-poo sandwich uh, wide receiver <laughs> pick Uh Let's throw to Ryan first. Well, we know who he's keeping. Uh, yes, I'm going to keep Randall Cobb. <laughs> um, kind of, Does Randall Cobb know he's your boyfriend? <laughs> he doesn't need to know about this. <laughs> I'm keeping Randall Cobb. Um, I am trading Golden Tate, and I am dropping Manny Sanders. I think Sanders is the oldest, uh, kind of along the same lines of what Dan said as far as Mariota having the lowest trade value right now. Uh, I think Cobb has the lowest trade value right now of the three, uh, which – You think? I, I think I think Sanders has a lower trade value with the production he's been putting up, I feel like. He said one big game this season and kind of a couple duds, right? Eh, I don't know. That maybe maybe that's why it's a poo poo sandwich. No, it's, it's <laughs> there is no there is no correct poo poo to choose to put on your sandwich. So let's let's see what poo poo Nathan picks. Uh, all right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep Golden Tate here. I think that he is the one I can rely on most to put in my lineup on a weekly basis at this point. I'm gonna trade Randall Cobb because I think that he has the highest trade value of the bunch. Simply because he has Aaron Rodgers as quarterback, he's still relatively young, and I'll drop Emmanuel Sanders because even when he's been good, no one's ever liked him. So wow, you do play really? in a lot of leagues with McDowell, so you probably find somebody to buy your Cobb trade. Yeah, that's an easy sell right there. Yep. I get like you probably get like four and a half first from Ryan for Cobb right now <laughs> with his resurgence. All right, All right. Uh, this one, this one is this one is brutal. Uh, I guess I'll. I guess I'm just gonna, out of pure stubbornness, keep Cobb just because I I bought into him so hard a long time ago that I'm like I have shares of him that I'm just stubbornly grasping. I once sold, I once sold Brandon Cooks and Jarvis Landry for Randall Cobb during an off season. So, uh, jeez, that was what, and that was like that was when his valuation, that was when he was going into free agency and he came back to Green Bay and everybody's like, all right, they really want him there, and then yeah, I, I was. Live and learn. Live and learn. Did Breeze uh, tell you to do that? To do that? No. <laughs> uh, yes, that was not my finest moment. Actually, I forgot about that till right now. Had a <laughs> Thank couple, you for bringing had a couple up. sake bombs in me, and I was like in the in the sushi bathroom, and I was looking at my phone, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to accept this deal right now. Also, uh, fun fact: a lot of my trades are done in the restroom. So, uh, also, if your trade's getting retweeted, I'm probably in the restroom at work. So, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right. I'm derailing this. Yeah, I will keep Cobb. I will trade. I'll drop Sanders. It feels like his the sun is setting on Sanders, uh, but maybe it's just poor quarterback play. And I will, uh, I will trade. I will trade Tate because he's most productive right now, and that's what people care about right now. These are three guys I have quite a bit of. Um, I, I mean, they were all pretty cheap at one point, and they all that's up for your teams. teams. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, so I'm actually with Nathan here. I think I'm going to keep Tate. I think he's, he's got the highest floor week to week. Um, and just a PPR monster. It seems, you know, they're doing these little underneath throws constantly playing him in the, in the slot, playing him outside, wherever. It just seems like they constantly try to get the ball in his hands. Um, I'm also going to sell Randall Cobb because I think 
I think he is making a little bit of a resurgence. As a resurgence, I think we're seeing him kind of move back up the boards. I think we might see that Green Bay trio get really, really close in ADP uh, over the next couple of months if Rodgers, you know, keeps his legs underneath him and 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 maybe that running game struggles a little bit. I think we see those three get really close together. And as much as I love Manny Sanders, I think he is the odd man out here, and I, I think he do would just have to get rid of him in this situation. Sad. Uh, we should play like a funeral song. I think we all dropped Manny Sanders. That's so mad. I love him. I have so many shares. I have a lot of shares of him too. Uh, him and CJ Anderson. Ugh. We need some bagpipe or something. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, sorry, fun fact in the show. Uh, I, I, I've drafted Manny Sanders once, and when I did, I had the, the, the uh, auto tweets on on Twitter, and he favored in the tweet. So uh, shout out to Manny Sanders. <laughs> oh, my God. He that favored should make you tweet. love him. You should own him in every league. <laughs> yeah. I once said the... Isaiah Ford was going to be better than Devontae Parker, and then I got tweeted at by Devontae <laughs> Parker. So that was all. You, you are alone in, in his, <laughs> his coming out party this year, it seems. Yeah, that no, was I. Uh, your fault. Yeah, I mean, if we want to talk about more bad things I've done in Dynasty, then that uh, we could we could probably fill up an entire show. Uh, Called Dynasty mistakes. I think the Bullcast or Bull, Bull Rush Tradecast did that one time. God, why am I combining all these? It's fine. What um, what is the Twitter poll at? How did we finish? Oh God. Uh, well, uh, Todd Gurley is more valuable than you thought he was per Twitter. He is a seventy six percent of the vote. And Amari Cooper is at 24% of the vote. So Amari Cooper worth a mid-third now. Uh, Todd Gurley, the one-on-one. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, go go out and send your Amari owners an offer, for the love this of God. Is, I mean, it's, it's just so hyperbolic. And people, yeah, this is why if you make a trade and you lose your dynasty trade on a on – a, on Twitter, just don't let it get to you. You'll probably win it in real life if you have common sense and don't freak out. Uh, all right. Uh, another reminder, make sure you go and rate and review the podcast on iTunes, uh, our own stream. That's uh, Dynasty Tradecast, a Rotoviz podcast. Uh, you can find it on iTunes. Uh, go rate and review that. I might give you a shout out. Uh, like Coach JLO. That's two Coach JLO. What's up, man? We, we're real happy with you rating and reviewing the pod. Uh, so I would like to thank uh, our good guest here, Ryan McDowell. Ryan? A pleasure to have you on again. Thank you, sirs. I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, we, had a blast got, as always. We need to have you back so you can uh, you can take out uh, take out Russell. I just feel like I don't want him being the most. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we got to get him. We got to Ryan. What are you doing next week? You want to come yeah, back? I'll be, I'll be back. <laughs> <next week. laughs> All right. Well, for Nathan, Dan, Ryan, <clears throat> and myself, and this cough I have, we will catch up with you guys. I'm dying on the outro. All right, we'll catch up with you guys next week. Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com.